podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. And this is true, we love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. Hello, my name is Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers, and this evening we get a chance to discuss football from the top to the very bottom, which by which I mean the championship and indeed some Champions League as well. That is so dismissive and demeaning and unfortunate and wrong. Well, it's even worse if you're a fan of the League One or League Two club because you're clearly applying football stops at the Championship. I just did. And it Kevin, gets no lower than that. Kevin, I just did. I think that's exactly what I implied, and I was wrong in doing so. You were. And Kevin Day is here to obviously put me right when I've gone wrong. Yeah, uh, especially we, if you talk about West Ham Palace on Saturday. Well, obviously I can't. I was, I was in Toronto, everybody. Ooh. Uh, oh, following it on, 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 on the internet. And, uh, and I couldn't believe we actually won that game. Well, from that distance, Clattenburg probably doesn't look like a wrong Well, <laughs> exactly. I used that 5,000 <laughs> miles to my advantage. Kevin, of course, is here. But I'm delighted to say, first time this season, because, of course, he's our man to pin down... Billy the Bee is here. Good evening, Bill. You all right, mate? Good evening, mate. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Bill, uh, uh, and I, I got it wrong. I thought you'd gone away and done one of your exotic trips, but you've you got an exotic trip up your sleeve for next week, haven't you? I do indeed. I, I did almost have a mad exotic trip last international weekend where I was planning to go to pretty much every single one of the Home Nations games, home and away. Well, Whoa. same day. Phil Collins style. <laughs> like Band-Aid. So it's mad. We're going to go to Bosnia. We're going to go to Lithuania. We're going to go to Finland. We were going to go to, to, to Belfast. We had it all plotted up. We'll have to talk about it later because it didn't quite come up. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm sure. We were, we were let down at the last minute, so instead I decided I'm going to fly to Copenhagen next week with my little boy and we're going to watch Bronby versus uh, FC Midtjylland, as you do. Yeah. I, I, Is it a special occasion for Yeah, you I was going to ask. Just, <laughs> exactly. Thank just, you, Kevin. Just a little treat for him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. To put him right off football when early. That's right. Well, no, no, no. To be fair, that, that's my side of the bargain. He'll probably get to go to other places for the rest of the time. So I'll probably get my, my one and a half hours and he'll have three days, of, three days of three days at Tivoli Gardens and all this kind that's of stuff. That's the way to go. Um, we will, we'll talk about the, we'll move our way up into uh, the rarefied atmospheres of, uh, of, of football as we go along, but we should get, we should get stuck into the nitty gritty because pretty much sitting here as we speak, um, Cellino at Leeds has a few hours ago from that conversation off Uwe Ross. That's something that is very close to uh, Billy the Bee's heart, of course. Uh, the, the, the B Bro- standing for Brentford, which I don't think you pointed out, did you? Well, the Bs as well being their nickname yeah, yeah. as well, which also yeah, works quite usefully yeah. as, a, as, as an indicator. Yeah, that's right. I, I always find, which is why I always call you Kevin the... Uh, what's the bird called? <laughs> Kevin the Eagle. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Um, and that's why you'll always be found under W when I write the book. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. My book. Which is a simple <laughs> one-word re- response to my name. Um, but... Of course, it brings in Steve Evans. Right, OK. That's pretty we, tough, actually, to bring in Steve Evans. That's right. You need about five or six people to bring in <laughs> Steve Evans. <laughs> yes, they, they didn't carry him in on a chair, did they? Let's be really honest. No, they, he was they, wearing a sombrero. He, he, he was winched in by a JCB. That was a strange thing, wasn't it? Um, I suppose the whole... Because not least of which, 12 seconds after that was announced, boys, the Football League have also now um, suspended Chilino again for offences against God, which is offences against football and tax, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not totally sure. Is the VAT not paid on a Land Rover the current problem that he's got, or the old one? I mean, if it's a VAT, if it's, sorry, it's a Land Rover made of gold and full of, you know, groupies and cocaine, I could understand the issue. If it's, it's just it's, literally the 17.5%. No, it's, it's, another a, it's, a, it's, a, it's very, very straightforward, actually. I mean, the thing is, people have obviously overlooked this. this. It is. It's overlooked this. Um, the Football League obviously had banned him. They saw that he was going to employ Steve Evans, who obviously had uh, sort of a tax issues and problems. Himself. And they thought that if the two of them get together, they'll be able to sort it out, or maybe Selena might actually get out of his predicament. So they thought, if we ban him for now, by the time the ban finishes, Steve Evans will be sacked. So Again. are you saying, so basically, just one address on the sat-nav makes their life easier? That's the point, is it, then? I mean, well, basically, they've, been, they didn't, they've never been quite clear in why, but basically, it's, yeah. it's indications that there's another outstanding legal issue that he's yeah. facing in Islam. Basically what they're saying is if, if they'd done a fit and proper person test on him now, he wouldn't pass it. So they're looking for a way of doing Unlike what they should, last time. Done. But it's The Leeds thing is kind of, for those of us of a certain generation, seeing Leeds yeah. Yeah. like this, is it, it's like seeing Liverpool at the bottom of Leeds. It's like they were a massive club when we were growing up. They, they, were, yes. one of the, they were a huge dominating club. It's astonishing to see them. And there's part of me that doesn't like to see any club of tradition being treated like that as part of me thinks well it's an object lesson to all of us in, yeah. what, in what can happen but also it's part of me that thinks every now and again somebody should be able to step in and take a club off someone and say give it to the fans and say because clearly he's, he's not going to be happy he, he clearly hasn't got a grasp of what English football is and how it's different to football on the continent and just bringing Steve Evans in is just without everything Steve Evans has a certain reputation as being brusque, shall we say? <laughs> well played, well played. He's a, that's what that's what men who wear sombreros are often called. He's got a reputation for being arrogant. He's got, you know, he's, he's a sort of fat Doogie Freeman, if you like. He's the sort of person I imagine he uses phrases like "it's my way" or "the highway." Yeah. But the bottom line is, he's taken in a manager who did an all right job with Rotherham. And you're expecting Leeds players to respond to that. And it's just... The only way... And Leeds, see, and Leeds fans. And Leeds fans. fans, well. Leeds fans, Leeds fans. The only way... Because they've still got an enormous fan base. What they need to do is somebody at that club needs to say to them, get hold, look, whatever it takes, get hold of a Tony Pulis or someone like that and just say to Tony Pulis, whoever it is, you've got three years, get us out of the championship. And by the way, I won't, I won't go near the club. You need to say to Shalina, I don't want to see you at the club. I don't want to see you at the ground. I know you own the club. Well, well so he, he won't be available because yeah. he'll obviously be in some sort of, sort of high, high security yeah. prison. Uh, so that won't be an issue with the chairman. But... <laughs> Uvo Ross, I had, yeah, exactly. Uh, probably right, won't, you, you probably won't be able to broadcast that. If you insist, yeah. Just a little point legally. He, could, like he, he could be anywhere in the world, including possibly some form of place where he can't actually do his business. Or indeed not in prison because yeah. he's not guilty of any No, he, right. no and, 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 and God forbid that I'd even suggest he was. I was just picking an example uh, out the air, like a, like, a, like a cherry from the tree, yes. even though they're on bushes. No, no cherry trees, actually. No, no, no. Raspberry bushes. Anyway, that's probably neither here nor there. What's important is that he's had six coaches... Since April 12, 2014. Which means one coach a season. That's right. No, he didn't quite manage that, though, did he? What, 3.6, wasn't it? 3.6. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in that. Yeah. But, but he brings in a man that you know only too well at Brentford, who, bait, who patently, it would, I, w- I would suggest to you, is, 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 a, is the kind of coach that can deal with what's thrown at him 
Are you giving 12 games to deal with what's thrown at him? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know Uwe Rosler very well. Like I said, as it's time as Brentford, he was a big friend of our fanzine and a blog which is besides. Interviewed him a lot. He's a really, really nice bloke. When he got the job, ironically, the uh, the, the main Leeds blogs like um, the Scratching Shed and that, you know, about an hour later said, has he been sat yet? So, you know, <laughs> that was the attitude from the Leeds fans straight away. Um, he got employed in May. I think it was. So he had the whole close season to do the business. Yeah. He did what he did with us. He took him over to Germany. They had their pre-season tour, which I have to admit now as well, the, the Uwe Rosler pre-season tour of Germany is fantastic. I bet you. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh Lederhosen and Steins all over the gap, isn't there? Oh, it was absolutely... He, he had a couple of pre-season tours, but the first one was absolutely brilliant, and, and he was a god after that to all the Brentford fans. <laughs> um, like I said, unfortunately, he, he decided to leave early when he was doing a, a fairly good job at Brentford. Brentford, even though I would say this, and again, I'm going to point out first of all that I like Ross he's great, but the one thing about him is that he was, um, he was quite safe, so what would he do is that he'd always go 1-0 up, but then he might put on a defender, or he'd play defensively, and I think that was the one thing about Brentford which we actually, we as the fans, and also as the, the, the people that was running it as well, thought, no, no, no. But, but wouldn't that work for Leeds though? I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't just something solid, as Kevin just said there, give someone three seasons. But what's happened at Leeds is you've got a situation whereby if a coach loses three games on the spin, he's out. It's, it's, exactly, yes. Yeah, so Brentford are a classic example, because you had a degree of stability under Rosler and then under Warburton. And then that went, and almost as soon as that went, things went a little bit pear-shaped for a Brentford team that was on the up and being hailed as a model for other clubs to follow. But I think I think there's a, a couple of things, and again, I wrote a blog for the, the Wigan blog as soon as he left um, Brentford to go to Wigan, and I wrote things really like Rosler, but there's a couple of things you need to look out for. First of all, that he can be quite conservative about his approach. Second thing is that he sometimes people thought that he didn't know what his best team was so he used to chop and change a lot he used to you know it happens quite a lot a lot of teams but it was really getting, getting to a lot of fans goats and also to the team's goats and it was actually only when he was forced to pick his same team when we were doing so badly and there was a massive dressing room fallout where we'd lost to <laughs> Stevenage it was really bad I mean losing to Stevenage is the worst at any time but we lost to them when we were meant to be going up and there was 90 minutes in the dressing room oh it's his fault it was your fault you did this everyone was just like kicking off and the following game he flipped a couple of things and then he played the team we won and then after that he played the same team for every single game 1-1-1-1-1-1 one, 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 draw 1-1-1-1 one, 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 and then he got nabbed so he goes just alright but so we have to get back to the point is he been pointlessly stupidly treated at Leeds and, and you'd have to argue I mean I'm going to start with the I'll start with the supposition yes because it's 12 games ok it, again, yeah, it he, depends he, on would, the- he would have got in knowing Every manager goes. Yeah. Steve Evans uh, goes in. No, that's a very good. We'll take the money. It's not. Like, it's not like a surprise to them, is it? Except Steve. Steve Evans for me was someone who, who quite happily would do that because he may well just nick. Um, he'll do three months and he'll he'll get six months' wages. Oh yeah. But but it was, Rosler feels like a man who actually wants to have a destiny. Well, this is interesting because um, Rosler himself compared his style and his brand of football to the philosophies of uh, Jurgen Klopp. Okay, so he said, you know, I play football like Jurgen Flock, you know, the heavy metal. You said flop. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Heavy metal attacking football, you know, powerful, quick football, you know, quick transitions from attack to defence, which is, again, what he's meant to be doing at football uh, at Brentford. Um, No, he didn't. um, No, at times he he did very much change our style of football. But again, it flipped between this conservative style. But ironically and interestingly, Salino, when he sacked him, his quote was, 
I wanted the team to play heavy metal football. Instead, it was more like country music. I can understand his problem with that because, of course, he he is a leading thrash guitarist, isn't he? Kevin, is there? A- I, like, I like the way we used to call it playing on the break. I like the way it's a transition now. <laughs> so, also, increasingly, playing on the middle eight. That would they, be then. It, yeah, yeah. Increasingly, there's a couple of people pointing out other coaches that it, uh, other teams, certainly the Premier League, are getting wise to that ability to I don't think Klopp will find it as easy as he thinks it will no. be because once you know how to defend it it's quite easy it, it is defendable it's not going to be yeah. Klopp's not coming in with a brand new philosophy of football he's no, coming no, in with the sort of football that Palace play yeah. West Ham play it's, a lot of teams away from home especially in the Premier League play that sort of football again and bringing it back to us yeah. as well Brentford when Rosser left his, the person that took over from him was the sporting director which a lot of people don't know which is Mark Warburton and he was always trying to instill in, in Rosser to play more attacking football to play on the break to be a less risk of I think the name was. <laughs> so when they played the, when, when Warburton came on we were playing that wicked football on the break we didn't care if we lost three games and, and uh, if we won three games and lost one we didn't care it was fantastic you were, which was 95% successful of course wasn't it, it apart was, from no, the playoffs it was great until teams sussed us out and towards the back end yeah. of the season a lot of teams sussed us out they worked out how to play against us mm. in, including Borough who beat us four times that season yeah. and then they beat yeah, us this time go. because they worked out this is what you need to do against this team. Boom, sit back, soak it up, blah, this, that, and the other, hit them on the break. And we realised that we needed to have a plan B, a different way of playing off. And it weren't there. And, and no. we, we didn't have it. Kevin, and also, Klopp's other big problem is that he hasn't got the quality of players at Liverpool that he had at, at Dortmund. What he, but That's what so people are forgetting. Except, I mean, of course, Klopp arrives with a reputation of actually bringing on... Uh, and, and I think the word mediocre was probably the wrong one, but certainly average. I mean, Man managing. Because what he did yeah, was... Bring the, bringing them on in teams that have also got Lewandowski and Royce and people like that. that exactly, yeah. He's but, not bringing but, the whole team on like that. No, it's, it's, not, like, it's, it's much it's not, easier to do it when you've got Suarez up front. Yeah, exactly. Or, it's not know. the bad news bears, is no. it? No, I agree with that. Or the, you know, but, but by the same token... And, of course, Klopp's interesting on, on this one because, of course... We're talking about a man whose, whose reputation was, you know, he, 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 won, he got his titles in 11 and 12 and he got manager of the year in 11 and he got Champions League success in 13 and all that kind of stuff. It, it petered away for him. Um, now, that could well be argued the fact that, he, you know, he's a genius manager in a system that couldn't work I, for him. I just but think what, it's, but, it's a, as Mourinho, I just think it happens with, I mean, Wenger's the only you, one. You'll have a bad one. I think, well, I think Wenger's the only manager who won't acknowledge that that's what's happened to him. That you have a bad one. Yeah. There comes a time when you either refresh the entire playing personnel or you change the system or eventually, as Mourinho's proved, as Clough proved, eventually a system just stops working and yeah. it, it's cyclical. It gets worked out. You get yeah. play, players, you, you know, players stop finding it attractive now go back to going to Bayern Munich like they used to I don't think that's an indication that Klopp's not as good a manager he used to be I just think this will be I'm I'm genuinely excited about him being in English football I just think he's good for the game but I don't think I think if people think he's going to have the same impact that he did they might be waiting a long time and that's the other other thing it wasn't wasn't immediate that's the thing people forget it wasn't immediate it wasn't immediate at Mainz he took him up he took him down he took him up again it wasn't immediate at Dortmund and the problem with with English football and English football fans is two years that's as immediate as it gets If if you're not if you've not done it by then it's pretty much bye bye for most English football fans and the media will turn on him as the way they turn on everybody eventually it's like the loving with Mourinho's but well, it's well, he's, out, he's out there I should say Bill is, is the fact that, that his direct competitor on the showbiz front of course is, is Jose and, 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 and there wasn't even he, he didn't need he didn't use a honeymoon period 
Klopp's in, a, you know, Klopp's at Liverpool. He's going to have to have that, isn't he? And, and Kevin's right, isn't he? The media, you know, suddenly Jose's like, you know, he's, he's stays, stays Dorani all of a sudden, well, is. isn't he? Well, a, the media needs someone, and that's why everyone's like camped out outside his hotel, outside his house. They, they, they need someone like, like Klopp, you know. He's a right character. Again, every metal football, he's a cool character. Um, this season, actually, for Liverpool, or at the moment now, this is a little bit probably like their pre-season. This season probably starts next season. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of yeah, Liverpool yeah, fans... As long as I can accept that. The top boys probably want to hear that, but no. that's the truth. Yeah. And there's a couple of reasons before that. Again, I don't want to keep flipping it back to my team, but again, you, you learn from your experiences. And Klopp has come in. OK, his English is very good, but, you know, we started to put different categories on managers, right? An EF manager, as I call it, an EF manager is an English foreign manager. An English foreign manager is someone like Rosler at Leeds, like, you know, they're, they're foreign, but they actually understand the English game, like, you know. And then there's a FE manager, a foreign English manager, and that's somebody like Clement at Derby. So he's, he's English. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, but he's yeah. learned he's he's a lot of time in Spain. Yeah, but he's only tried sitting on a bench watching Real Madrid while yeah. somebody else managed them. That's you know? right. <laughs> then you've got Van Gaal, who, to me, he's a foreign manager, right? He's, yeah. a, he's, he's, a, he's, he's Dutch, and he's done exactly the same thing. He's Dutch manager, and like the old Brentford manager, Marinus Dijkhausen, he was very much a Dutch manager we brought him in and we thought yeah yeah we're going to turn him into you know turn him into a, an EF man an English foreign manager but he didn't actually know that much about the game and the system and, and your club and your club called that a big mistake it was I a big quote. mistake an, AB, was, an AB, ABM manager yeah, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> of course the irony being now suddenly Holland as a national team have resorted to Dave Bassett football which is yeah, bizarre right. but the, the, and they failed but, to qualify for the European the, Championship the, 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 yeah. the, the, the Klopp thing's interesting because already he's clearly taken aback by the media interest because in, in Germany as we've been told by several German journalists, the media they'll be very interested. But if you say to them, back off, they'll go, oh, very sorry, we will do it. They won't do that. But the clock talking to the, the photographer who said, Is this your job? You, you spend four hours hiding behind a bush to take my photograph. Well, he went, Yeah. So he doesn't. And Klopp, he, doesn't he, he, he hasn't got the Hello Magazine he, he, mentality he, 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 part of this. Klopp yet. genuinely seems to think that the press were going to go take their photographs yeah, and, then, and then just be. I suppose, it, 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 I suppose because what he likes and what he's patently enjoyed is to do his rock and roll. You know, presence, but he's his own dictate, though. Yeah, you know, he's he, that I will let you know when I'm going to yeah. be smiley and beardy and, and hairy and yeah, glassy. Yeah. And this is what I mean. Just coming back to all that stuff I'm talking about, it's like Klopp. Yes, he, he does the media thing and everything like that. But how will he really fit in? Because Van Gaal came in and thought, "Oh yes, here we go. I could spend all this money, and because I'm Dutch and I'll be brilliant, and I'm going to do the yeah. business." Oh no, Man United, they fluffed it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Will Klopp be able to come in and actually understand the players, how it works, how the fans work how the media works all this kind of stuff but this stuff and again to our peril Brentford found this out with employing this manager is so yeah. important to actually make things really run properly it's a good point because Van Gaal basically only the other week put a clock on his time at Man United he, he, sat, he, yeah, he yeah. made a point of saying well I'm only it was a, I don't think he made that noise before I'm, obviously everyone gets a contract yeah. that lasts X amount of time but he decided to go out of his way to point yeah. out that um, uh, I'm here to the end of my uh, contract yeah. Which is very much a continental way of doing things. They, yes. they, they tend to. They come in and troubleshoot, years. don't yeah. they? Yeah. The, the other thing with Klopp is as well, because Klopp t- keeps talking about. 
and I love it. I love this, this description of how he loves English football, the crash, the bang, the wallop, and the fact you can't play again for four days afterwards. I like that. But it implies that Klopp doesn't understand that every English game is like that. Yeah. Klopp, Klopp, what Klopp sees in yes, Germany, yes. He, he likes the odd game like that in Germany because they are the odd game. Yeah. Once he realises that that's every it single is. week, is that Stoke are going to come to Anfield, oh. Palace are coming to Anfield, West Brom, all these teams have come. It, he, he might this, feel this, a little less happy about this it. This whole yeah. thing about he's every game in the Premier lost, League is a massive game. It's, 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 it's no cliche, it's, it's, is it? He's, he's already lost two players to injury because of the intensity of the training, he said. Yeah. And, and he'll find that every game, I think he's going to be shocked by the fact that it's week in, week out. It's not the old romantic, intense game. No, no, you, travel, yeah. well, you, you travel Europe and watch games like this, and you, and you must see there... Soft and hard game. They, 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 you know, you, you're first hand aware of this kind of soft and hard stuff within leagues, aren't you? Where there's there's just a few teams that really are competing. That's right. And the rest is a little bit on the beach. It is. I mean, again, you talk about the you know the Dutch leagues. You know, the Dutch leagues. You've got the teams at the top who you know who, who really compete, and then then you've got the rest of the league. You know, you go to Germany, and and it is very much different over in the UK than it is is as everywhere else. Again, flipping it back to Mariner Steikhausen, who he turned around and goes, "Oh my God, I didn't realise the football." over here was so fast it's 100% the whole time well hold on I, how the hell do you turn up at a job I'm, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> he, goes, he goes I went back to Holland and I, want, I watched Ajax play Feyenoord or something like that and I was so bored like you know so what I'm trying to say is, well you better get used to watching it again yeah. well, you, you, know, you know better than I do but I went to see and I love football and I sometimes despair at the, the intensity and the pace of English football but I went with a mate to see Sion play a couple of years ago in Switzerland yeah. And halfway through the second half, literally the pair of us were going, somebody lump it. But it was just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Do something like, with the ball. The first 15 minutes of watching it going, this is how it should be, this is great. Look at all, <laughs> all of them, all of them can control the ball, we're all happy in possession. And eventually, please, for the love of God, God yeah. Like, yeah. do something. Somebody hit someone. That's <laughs> a tragedy, isn't it? Isn't it? It is a tragedy. It's a part in a of, weird way. And one of the reasons why England will probably never win the World Cup. Yeah, but, we, can't, yeah. we cannot fight our way out of that yeah. bag. How about the idea of the models, though, of the teams? Because what's interesting, I mean, and, and we'll talk about it in terms of Brentford in a second, but of course, he, the way that it's breaking down now is that Bournemouth have got there, Swansea have got there, Southampton have got there, and then you've got things like Leeds, and, and, and Brentford, you know, with all due respect, and we'll ask Bill about that in a second, is that, that looked like a, a club that places this blueprint on that, that's going to work as a, as a long-term plan. But you come outside the Premier League now, and there's a lot of, basically, Armageddon going on, it would seem. It's the... Um uh, the, the uh, part of the problem with the Premier League is that everyone is terrified of getting relegated from it. Yeah, because it's becoming. I, I think inevitably, I've been saying this for some time. There will inevitably be a Premier League two and then two regional divisions because the cost of getting out of the Premier League and the rewards of being in it are too disparate. At the the moment. transfer, so the, the, that transfer of money between the, that and, and the championship, and even with the parachute fund. Now, increasingly, the parachute fund is getting bigger and making it, making it even harder for the clubs that have been in the championship for a few seasons. The derbies, the leads, but the, it, the so problem is the say, pace. It, but the model it, thing it, is the, the model thing. About the Premier League too, though, is that, is that fundamentally you'll you'll still be making pretty much as much money as a club. Well, yeah, the gist of it, yeah. yeah but I mean, the model the model thing is interesting because Swansea fans. You could ask them to be patient because they didn't have they had that brilliant they, season. I think mean, eighty eighty one. So there's South, no aspiration. Yeah. Southampton. Well, there is, but there isn't yeah, the level of panic. Not that. Yeah. yeah panic, Southampton. Yeah. It's been a while since they were a, a top flight, top level yes. team. Good. So there are. It, it, the trouble is, you know, you look at Derby, you look at Leeds, at Sheffield Wednesday, all the teams that have come down recently. They're all desperate to get back in, mm. and they're not keen to wait. 
No, I'm, I'm oh, sure yeah. Brentford fans, it's easier to impose a model on Brentford fans, I imagine, because if you've been out of the Premier League pretty much your entire history, you can wait another one or two years well, to get into it properly. Well, almost, we also almost went bust. That's the thing. To, to try and yeah. chase it. That's Leeds. Because, yeah. again, the thing with Leeds, people forget Ridsdale was a problem. And Leeds fans, and the mate of mine's a Leeds season ticket, I'll will happily say this. When Leeds were spending all that money to try and get in the Champions League and win the Champions League, the fans weren't going, hang on, this is not sustainable. Yeah. Charlton were the same thing. No, of course you the, don't. The fans, no. And, that, and that's, that's, that's a really good point that Bill makes there, is that that's the one thing we knew as Palace fans when the new owners came in, they basically said the money's shot, we've spent the money yeah. saving the club. Yeah. If you're looking for us to spend money, to it, we haven't got it. it. We'll sell it to somebody else who has. That's but, not but us. It, but yeah. in, the mean, in the meantime, just be thankful you've got a club and we'll try and build it. And as it happens, by coincidence, we got in the Premier League way ahead of where we should be and it's been a lifesaver because if yes. we were still in the Championship we'd still be worried about going bust yeah. and, and the fact is that too many clubs will chase that short term you know it's like Clement at Derby as an outsider I think that's a great move I think it's a really exciting move as a Derby fan I'll be going he doesn't know about English football he doesn't know well where's Tony Massive you know, risk Massive risk Championship what's he know about Championship it was at Real bloody yeah. retreat it doesn't work yeah. this season doesn't work next season then get, him, get rid of him and the, trouble, the only difference is that Leeds are doing that on a, a three monthly basis it's, 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 it is a classic, you know, a five-year plan that turns out to be a five-minute plan, of course, which is, is is the way it seems to be working. But but Brentford, I mean, Brentford looked like they had that model in shape with Warburton there. Now, obviously, you've explained the kind of idiosyncrasies of, of course, everything that messes up any plan. People. Yeah. You can't, you know, know, you've got to care for people. I didn't realise Warburton was there. You just mentioned he was sporting director. I didn't realise he was there. A lot there. of people didn't realise he was sporting director. He's an absolutely fantastic sporting director. He knows everything about players. He's got great contacts. And what he was doing when Uwe Rosler was there is basically Warburton was kind of pulling the strings as to bringing the players in, bringing these youth team players in from Everton and from Southampton and stuff. And you know, with all due respect to Uwe, I think he's wicked, like, you know, but he didn't know as much, he didn't have the context that Mark Warburton did. So between Wilson, uh, sorry, between Warburton and, and, and the owner who had his little model who was bringing players in from, you know, from Lithuania and all these, just finding these players that no one ever knew, throwing it into the pot, and then we were having a team of people that but, no I mean, one that's, we, really, sorry, I, that's really interesting. There's two mm. things there that's interesting about that. Is that A, we're always told that a sporting director, technical director, can't work in England. Yes, doesn't exactly, work with English clubs. Exactly. And, and the likes of Allardyce and Pulis will say, I'm not working with a technical director. Yeah, what do they know? And B, Warburton, I, along with most people, I bought into this idea that he came from the, literally from the bank. Working, <laughs> yes, that's right. Stopped working at the bank, took over Brentford, and that's why it was such a good story. He, he, so he took over from central the central line, took over from the bank, out to Hammersmith, became a coach, became the coach at Brentford to start off with. Actually, he kind of took um, uh, hold of our team when we got to the uh, the JPT. Him and Nicky Forster, Nicky Forster never managed. So basically, Warburton was just put alongside him and said, "Look, take care of that." We lost at the JPT. Then he came back. Rossler, um, they, they, were, they were applying for a new manager because Andy Scott, Scott had been sacked. Um, Warburton went for the job he didn't get it because he didn't have the experience but then he was made sporting director wow. and then he was made sporting director did a great absolutely fantastic job as sporting director then when Ruve Rosler walked Mark Warburton actually he actually was given the job to find the new manager right. 27 people on the list including I think people like Warner all these big heavy hitters he was going to go and interview them and he went to the manager to the owner and said Job. Yeah, but Bill, the important thing here is we talk about models. Now, are you, so so Warburton comes through the system, does that thing. Have you? Has the club kept the model? Because 
Models aren't the way that... You can't call a model... Um, We've employed a bunch of new people, and that's the same one as last time, because they're do- but they're doing different things. So the, 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 is the, the model- system in place the, still? The, the system was always in place. The system was always there. The model um, became more formalised. I'm going to say this straight up, and I've said it beforehand. I think that our whole system fell down when Uwe Rosler decided to leave, and Mark Warburton But that's personnel. Became- so personnel no, and, blew and, the system. And Mark Warburton became manager, because if Mark Warburton was still the sporting director, yeah. I... And, and we brought another manager in, I think we'd be brilliant. Right. No, but no, he, but, but that's but what I'm saying. What he, you described there is that the system has failed because individuals aren't allowed to move around in the system. Whereas, of course, the theory goes, the point about a system is you've got individuals that fit the system. So immediately the system's out the window. To, to, but again, you, you can't have the same people in the system the whole time. No, it's got, you it's, have a system well, also and the point is, people that fit no, the system. What, what Billy's saying is that the whole point of sporting director is that he's the one who stays for 10, 12 years and managers might come in beneath the sporting... Granted, if you could keep, then, the, keep if, the man in place. But if the sporting yeah. director then becomes a manager, then you lose a little bit of the chat. That, and, that, and, that and really the, did... And the, and the irony is that Warburton's now gone to a club where... They couldn't be further from having a system <laughs> or a model, and yet he's still in the older days. And yet he's still doing really well. And I was up in Glasgow last week talking to a club of uh, Glasgow Rangers fans who I know were very voluble in literally saying, "Well, we couldn't be more embarrassed that the Brent, you know, this bloke's coming up." From, oh from, really? From, and now they love him because he's come in and he's just applied a bit. Of, it's clearly a him and David Weir, obviously clever, manager, clever move. Manager, but the yeah. thing about it is that the reason why it got is that Mark didn't want to become a he didn't want to become a, a, a sport he didn't want to do sporting director any, anymore. He wanted to work with players. So as soon as he became the manager, yeah, yeah. and that's what I'm saying to you is that you're talking about how it falls apart. Yes, it will fall apart if. All of a sudden, the roles change, and, and I think that no, nah, but that's the that's the. I'm going to draw the line because uh, you can't have a system that falls apart because you change individuals. No, that's the point of having a no, system no, is that it doesn't fall apart if no, you change no, no, individuals. No, no, but no, it won't because that is, it's for you to choose the right individuals. And the whole idea is oh, like, okay, no, so, no, no, obviously. So, so, say for example, for the, the manager or the coach, as you call it, if the head coach decides he's going to leave tomorrow, you have another one who slots into his place who knows what the philosophy is, what the blah blah, which everything is what, else. Like to be that, honest with you, which, which is what happen. basically Swansea still sit. There, in a, to a great extent, being writ large as being a great example. The reason I want to move on, um, because uh, obviously this is picking apart football yes. just talking uh, on of, many levels. Talking to Glasgow, is this going to be? No, oh, okay. oh, it might be. Yeah, yeah, because we're not. Gonna, right. We were going to talk about Michelle Platini, but that's that story is going to run and run. But it is a Glasgow affected story. James McLean. Um, well, now London Derry born Derry. Yes, Derry. Yeah. Uh, Republic Iron player, yeah, interesting. You know, there's that's, but it's all you know. It's you, all do, you do realise a distinction between London Derry. And well, Derry. no, he, well, they, they always, yeah. he says he, he, he's born in London. Derry, Derry, he was born he? in Derry. Derry. No, he's, he's, he's no, he wouldn't say London Derry. The wrong side. Oh, okay, no, no. well, no, he was. wouldn't say that. I do. Yeah. No, of course he wouldn't say that. No, you're right. Nor indeed those graffiti artists who spent last. No, perhaps covering up one element. I was there last week. Don't worry. No, you got the you got the general idea exactly. Okay, but there's an element there as a starting point of Shandy in Allegiance. Arguably, and, and, and the subtle nuances will do for me. But James McLean responded um, to, to what is history, it would seem, in terms of his, uh, you know, his refusal. At certain, you know, he, he wouldn't wear the poppy, of course. We know in the, even at his current club, you know, wouldn't, he wouldn't sing the, the, the national anthem. OK, now we get down to a football match where he's being given... Dogs abuse. Yep. For a match, and he responds. Yep. 
Where, now, where do we stand on this, Kevin? Well, on a political note, I hope Jeremy Corbyn is watching, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, he see, if he sees what happens to the ordinary... There's the only two <laughs> words that was throwing from my head as I, I said that I out think, loud. I that think was. you have to distinguish what he did and the reason he did it here. I, I think, regardless of his politics... Uh, and you know my family background. Some yeah. of my people in my family would share his politics, regardless of his politics, regardless of his uh, volubility about them. I fail to understand why a football player who gets 90 minutes of abuse from 3,000 fans, who then responds with a fairly low-key, double-fisted salute to those fans, suddenly... It's, I don't even see why it's an issue. Cause, because, for the most part, I think the, the way it would have gone is that most of the Sunderland fans would have gone, uh, why are we booing him? Oh, he's the Irish bloke who wouldn't wear a pie. Oh, right, OK, we'll yeah, carry yeah. on. But whatever the reason they were booing him for, whether it's because he used to play for them, whether it's because he did a bad foul, if, if, why can't he? I don't understand why. Along with, as Gary Neville used to say, why can't I respond to them? It's a passionate game. Yeah. If you get three... Why can't he respond like that? Why did the... I don't understand whatever players... So, so are you talking about the <coughs> FA response? Are you talking about the fans' response? Because the fans' response is going to be emotional. Yeah, I understand that. The I'm not, well, it's, no, I'm but not it's blaming, all emotional. I'm course, not blaming... Bill, I don't, in, I don't, in, in the moment... I would never blame. I'm not. I'm. I'm I'll, I'll get carried away in football grounds as well. I'd never blame any football fan. I can trust me. Even when it's proved that Clattenburg was probably not. I'm not going to say right, but may not have been wrong. It's not going to stop me booing him next time I see him. There's all sorts of reasons why you boo football players. You know, there's a massive argument amongst Palace fans about Doogie Freeman, Tony Pulis. You know, I'm on the side of those people who think Tony Doogie Freeman let down his club and he's a traitor, and I'll boo him every time I see him. I'm never. I don't. I've got no problem with them booing him. My problem is that then suddenly you go, whoa, whoa, this bloke we've booed for, we've been, he turns around and he, he waves a fist in our door. So, so got, you've got 3,000 genuinely upset people who want yeah, to file some the, the FA, emotional the, writ. Yeah. But it's not going to, it's not, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing the devil's advocate thing no, here. No, I understand. It's, I understand it's not going to happen because you're at football and everyone's going absolutely mental on the day as you say well, yeah, yeah. no reasons why and the fact is that you, you you know it if you've got somebody that's coming over you you scored a goal and he's made a sign you're going to find an excuse any excuse to absolutely lambast that yeah, so I there's, agree. So there's, right, there's going to be no logical yeah, explanation yeah. For the fans, no, it's no logic right. in any of this. Logic <laughs> for, for the FA situation. That that's a, that's a different scenario yeah, altogether. No, because all of a sudden, oh, hold on a second, you did it. Oh, yeah, because you. And it's just like, well, hold on, hold on a minute now. This, this, that to me is a different scenario. And we're going to come back to the McLean situation. I know we're talking about the politics. We're talking about football here. But I, I, I thought it was actually very interesting. I, I mean, I followed McLean not necessarily from the Sunderland thing because I'm more of a a, a, a a football league man, as you know. So I. I noticed it last season when he was at Wigan, I think it was, and uh, there was there was that whole big furore where everyone's going, "You're out of order," like you know. That's the poppy thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's the middle of the poppy, and then after I thought, okay, this is quite strong, and then what he did is that he released a statement mm. on the Wigan website. And I, I had to go and read that statement. Sure. I, mean, I don't normally read the official websites, but I did. And I read it and I thought, God, blimey. I mean, it's, it's actually really well written. And he saw it through. Yeah. Really well constructed. He has his own point that well, he needs to make. Well, yeah. that's, that's why I think it was wrong of Pulis to say he's not the sharpest knife in the box, because he's consistently defended his his politics. My view is... His, his view. Or his view. Yeah. And yeah. My view is, uh, technically, he's playing in a foreign country. And that's how he would see it himself. Fair enough. So you should be a bit circumspect in the way you, you voice those views. And also, the F, from the FA's point of view, I can see their logic, because if, if a player is booked for celebrating with his own fans, 
taking the shield off. The, I, the FA have to be seen to do something. But my point is the, the politics of why he's being booed should be taken out. The politics shouldn't matter at all. The fact is, it is a passionate game, and players should be allowed occasionally to show that passion. Well, we, 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 we did. We, 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 sorry, because I, I hear what you're saying, and I know that you say that he's in a foreign country, he's, even, that's, even, that's, though he's that's, Norway, even though he's yeah, Norway, but he would he would you know, consider this you know, to be a foreign country. It, but yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's you, my point is that he should be a bit more circumspect. But 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 the, but the thing is that his his only and I'm going to say inverted commas only move was to not. Wear a poppy. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, so, so the, the, the only flip side to that was to to wear a poppy. Yeah, and, the, I, and if it's, do you understand what I'm saying? I, so I, I'm not. Talk, it, I'm not specifically talking about the poppy situation. Um, I, I quite agree. I, I I wear a poppy. I wear a white poppy mm. as well. Yeah. My family are Irish Republicans on my mum's side, so there's there. I understand his issues. Yeah. I also do think that there are times when you just there are certain pubs you don't go in and with certain scarves on. You know, you know, you know where the line. You know where the line is drawn. There are times when you need to show. Even I think, and I say this this to my members of my family, some of whom are more extreme than others. Do you show a bit of respect to the host nation? Is what you do. You show a bit of respect. But if I remember rightly, in this statement, he actually he said to this is no disrespect. I understand, and he actually showed the respect. I absolutely agree, and I've read the statement, and I fully agree with what he says in this statement from his point of view, but also. He should. Un- he needs to understand that the reaction, him not wearing a poppy, we're in. We're in a scenario now. We're in an environment where, if any celebrity refused to do something for help the heroes, the tabloids would just destroy them. Yeah. So what a celebrity does is doesn't refuse to do something to help the heroes, and regardless of the rights or wrongs of that, you need to realise the society in which you're in which you're operating and if you know that there is going to be that sort of response then be prepared to take the flag but having said that take the flag and then I don't see why you can't respond that's my, my point is that if you take the politics out of it because I don't disagree with his politics what I'm saying is he was is, reacted to a fact to fact he abuse was, in whatever, regards to the nature of that abuse whatever the reason and, and the fact is if the nature of that abuse had been, had been if it had been Russian fans abusing the black player and he'd responded you say he's right to respond yeah. and his response was, was as minor as you could get or indeed he didn't go into them he He's fat yeah. and got four eyes, or he's got ginger hair, or it, 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 it's, it's basically because fans use anything they got. Um, just quickly, Bill, did he just lack tact? And uh, that's the last question because we have to we have to move on and and and, 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 and wave just goodbye. making the gesture. Yeah, uh, as, as much as you know, as, as as a player would do, you know, an Arsenal player who moved to Man City and then decides to go to the Arsenal and end, slides down you know, the other end. That's right, and he goes, "Hey, I scored." So you know, perhaps not. Perhaps listen, not. It, it, it's just it's just one of those things in, in the game. And it, it, absolutely, no. It, 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 it's it, like Walcott being done for sticking two fingers. No, why was that? Was, was why everyone did, everyone thought know? was vaguely charming. Yeah. I think because yeah. he's on the, on on, on, on a, on a stretcher and he looks 12 so that would probably help with that one there boys before we go uh, we can hear Kevin on uh, your Crystal Palace podcast being uh, five year plan podcast five year yes. plan you can hear him on there five, uh, as opposed to the five minute plan I referred to earlier on. and Mr Billy the B Grant um, we're on the besotted Pride of West London podcast we've, ah. we've got a new uh, URL prideofwest.com London. Hopefully that works and redirects nicely. But yes, that's lovely indeed. indeed. That's right, and well, and well done, lads, with your new with your new uh, new model Arby's there with your with your podcasting in there. I hope you last more than five minutes, which would be lovely. Well, as long as we don't go to Leeds, we'll be fine. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, there you go. That was a surprise. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People Sports Social Podcast Network.